This is Logic, the short and sweet legal podcast for those of us not in the legal field. The purpose of Logic is to inform, educate, and hopefully, fingers crossed, entertain our listeners. I'm Dana Arnold, Executive Director of the Fayette County Bar Association, and this is Logic. There's a famous quote that we've all heard. A person who represents himself has a fool for a client. Well, not anymore. The Kentucky Access to Justice Commission has launched the Fayette County Legal Help Center. The clinic is designed to help non-represented litigants on a variety of legal matters, including divorce, expungement, child support, and simple probate matters. Who's the fool now? Today on the podcast, we are joined by Glenda Harrison and Scott Emery. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yes. Um, Thank you for having us. I'm Glenda Harrison. I'm the Executive Director of the Kentucky Access to Justice Commission. Mm -hmm. I've been in this position since November of 2017 when the commission was funded by a grant from the Kentucky Bar Association. Um, My colleague, Nan Hanley, and I have been you know, continuously working for the commission since that time, uh, and really the vision of this commission is a shared one between Nan and I. Before coming to the commission, I worked at Legal Aid of the Bluegrass for 10 years as an advocacy director, and before that in various other capacities as a social worker, paralegal, and then a staff attorney for a while. I left that job on October the 31st, 2017, came to the commission on November 1st. So I retired <laughs> for 24 hours. <laughs> Maybe. Was it even that long? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Probably not. Awesome. And you, Scott? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. My name is Scott Emery. I am uh, a project manager in the Information and Technology Services Department uh, at the Administrative Office of the Courts. I've been there for about a year and a half now. Uh, prior to that, I was the Chief Deputy Clerk at the Kentucky Court of Appeals. Uh, and I have basically worked in various capacities throughout the court system for the past 18 and a half years or so. So I've been everything from a, a deputy clerk, I worked for drug court, um, I did a prior couple of years stint at AOC where I was known as a field representative where we uh, counsel circuit court clerks on procedural matters. So I'm also a certified paralegal. Awesome. So, uh, oh, you're, you got a, many hats, many hats. <laughs> and your role uh, with the legal clinic was that you made the guided interviews, which we'll talk about a little later, I think. Yes, that's been that's been the biggest part of my role, yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, first, let's define pro se or unrepresented litigants for, for our listenership, if you could. Well, yes, I, and actually I looked this up because really a, a self-represented litigant, SLR is now what we call them instead of pro se, um, are people who have, for one reason or another, chosen to go through the, a court proceeding or to enter the justice system without representation by an attorney. Sometimes that's by choice, sometimes by economic circumstance. Right, right. Um, so how did the, what is the name of this clinic? Is it the Fayette County Legal Clinic? 
or legal help center legal help center Fayette County legal help center it is located in the basement of the Fayette Circuit Courthouse which is 120 North Limestone and um, how did how did this come about um, tell me like who whose big idea was this well it was when the Commission first began we did a strategic plan that would guide the vision of the Commission for the next five years we did that through a series of public meetings with all sorts of stakeholders fortunate enough to include AOC and um, folks from the Fayette Circuit Court and out of that planning process we developed a strategic plan that identified six initiatives that we were going to work on a legal help center was one of those um, based on a lot of the relationships that we developed during that planning process including with Vince Rigg here at the Fayette Circuit Court AOC some of the judges as we began to figure out how we were going to implement this we kind of talked to those stakeholders and you know Vince was willing to have us AOC was willing to provide the technology and the forms and it all kind of came together you know as a partnership a true partnership the Fayette County Law Library trustees allowed us to have this space um, the judges Fayette family court judges bought into this so it really has been a tremendous a partnership that couldn't be all the pieces were necessary right the Fayette County Attorney's Office also provided yep. us uh, some additional equipment right. which we were very thankful for. oh well, that's so wonderful that's wonderful that and the have. Bar Foundation too uh, did you yeah. get a grant from the foundation yes, they were the first they were the first ones oh. to give us money um, actually way back in 27 2018 maybe for the equipment the computer and the printer that we purchased. wonderful wonderful Glenda could you give me some background um, of the Commission sure um, actually the Commission has been around since 2010 um, Chief Justice Minton signed an order back then creating the Kentucky Access to Justice Commission and it did some very effective work early on but it was really in 2016 2017 um, where Chief Justice asked Justice Michelle Keller to kind of take this on as a project and to mm -hmm. revitalize it. Mm -hmm. Justice Keller was smart enough to know that you can't really create a project if you don't have any money. <laughs> and so she was instrumental in going to the Kentucky Bar Association for the seed money that started it. And she uh, has been our board chair since that time and you know, has guided us through you know, the, the valleys and the peaks uh, and it's just a um, a very inspiring person to head this commission yes yeah I I was at the um, reception um, when when the help center opened mm -hmm. it, she's just very engaging yes. she's a very engaging yes. and she's she's so supportive of you know the work um, that the Commission does and her belief that you know access to the courts and and equal justice under the law or, or really should be more than just platitudes yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um why did the legal help center come to be well i mean we all know that um the judicial processes are difficult to navigate 
And on top of that, the number of people who are trying to represent themselves now, self-represented litigants, has just burgeoned out of control. In, and I would say Kentucky's probably in keeping with the norms. In 60% of all civil cases, at least one person is unrepresented. And it rises to 80% in family law cases. Wow. And then in cases like eviction, uh, it stands at 90. So wow. they, and so people aren't getting their day in court. Um, when they are, they don't understand the processes. They don't really understand what they're up against. Uh, on the flip side, it is an enormous burden on the courts to try to met out justice in a fair way when one party is not represented or both parties are not. So, And because the judge is not the unrepresented litigant's attorney. attorney. Right. Exactly. You know, and I think that that's hard sometimes for the public, you know, someone who is unrepresented to, to know and recognize. Like, I feel like that they're, they're feeling like they're, they're you know, the judge is being mean to them or whatever. It's just that ethically you can't, can't represent someone and exactly. judge that matter. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and when, you know, kind of the larger issues, when someone doesn't get their day in court and doesn't feel like they've been heard, people get very frustrated and they, you know, they don't think the system's working for them. Right. Um, and then that can breed all sorts of difficulties. So this was, it's just a small attempt to try to give information to people, help them understand the process, and then kind of navigate their way through it. And it amazingly seems to be working. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is amazing. Um, this clinic um, is such good news for people who of limited means or, or no means and and access to the courts. I think that that's probably the most important, um, fairly, fairly. Mm -hmm. So now we can talk about physically where the um, Legal Help Center is. Um, if you could help us with that, Scott, I would appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, I think as was mentioned previously, we are located in the, uh, on the very bottom level, which is technically the basement of the uh, Fayette County Circuit Court building. Uh, for anybody who's trying to find us, keep in mind Fayette County has two. They have a district building and a circuit building. So we are in the circuit building in uh, a portion of the law library. Mm -hmm. uh, and generally, if participants are looking for us on hours that we're open, we have a sign out front that kind of directs them. And mm -hmm. uh, the clerks and security folks know to direct people down to us as well. So at this time, it's only on Thursdays. Yes, ma'am. Um, every Thursday? Every Thursday from 11 to 2. From 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., okay. Is it in-person only? Like, I, I have to come here? Uh, it, initially, there are resources that we can direct you to that you do not have to physically be here to access. Okay. Um, so, so we do have some resources that we can send folks out the door with. Okay. Uh, but unless they come talk to us, we don't really know how to help them. Okay. So That's great. It, it is important. Um, uh, and I, I wondered this myself, is this only for Fayette County residents or is it for any resident in Kentucky? I don't think we have 
ask a single person where they are from unless okay. we needed that information okay. for some paperwork that we were filling Okay, out. so it's uh, literally so open. Like, if I'm in Clark County. If you walk through the door, we will do our best to assist you. Oh, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, and could we discuss the process? So I'm coming in for, let's say, I have a small claim complaint, okay. and I've come here on a Thursday between the hours of 11 and 2. <laughs> so so you have a small claims issue that you mm -hmm. want mm -hmm. to take to court. Yeah. Uh, so one of the tools that we have developed uh, is uh, something called a guided interview. Mm -hmm. uh, we use a product called uh, a to j.org, uh, which is a uh, part of Cali, which is the computer-aided legal information, uh, which is a national organization, basically. Mm -hmm. um, because we work for the state court system, uh, that product is actually free for us to use. And oh, what it allows us to do is, is build what is called a guided interview. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar with how TurboTax works. Yes. Um, so this is basically the same concept, but for legal forms. Hmm. So anything that we have uh, an administering you know, a court-approved form for, we can build one of these guided interviews around that form that steps a user through a series of questions. They provide the answers to those questions, and the answers of those questions are then populated onto that form, which is then then generated, you know, by the equipment we have here. Right. Um, these guide interviews, a, a few of them that we are using here are specific to the Help Center because they are forms that are being piloted and they have okay. not yet received statewide approval. Uh, so there are things that, you know, the Fayette County judges, like there's a, a pro se divorce packet of forms right. uh, for uncontested, no children, you know, very right. little property issues. Uh, so that set of forms, and it's about eight different forms, uh, is being piloted here in Fayette County, thanks to the permission of the Fayette County Family Court judges. Uh, they've been very supportive of oh, us. Oh, great. So, uh, so that one's only available here currently. Okay. Um, once we have statewide approval for it, we can open it up to the public. Uh, but we do have uh, other guided interviews. Uh, there's five currently on the Kentucky Court of Justice website. People okay. can ask, access those at uh, kycourts.gov. Mm -hmm. And they just need to go to click on legal self-help once they're there. Very simple to navigate to. Yeah, we'll get that in our show notes too. Yeah, no, sounds good. So the five that are currently on the KCOJ website are um, Petition for Domestic Violence or Interpersonal Protective Order, a Small Claims Petition, a Petition for Probate, a uh, Criminal Affidavit of Indigence and Request for Appointment of Counsel, and Glenda, what's the expungement. other one? Expungement. Ah, thank you. Petition for Expungement of a Misdemeanor or Traffic Violation Conviction. Awesome. So. And are there some coming down the pipe or are there some in the works? Yes, we've actually got uh, two new ones that are, we're just running through the final test, you know, double checking everything, all yeah. the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. My, my, my team thinks I'm a little particular about our language that we use and, and how we word things. But, uh, but you can't be too careful. You can't, you can't be too careful. And, and we also have to deal with the fact, you know, that we're, we're trying to not talk over people's heads. We're right. trying to help people understand not only 
hey, we need this piece of information from you, but here's some additional information for you right. that will help you figure out the process on down the road. Right, kind of demystifying the whole judicial process because someone, yeah. I mean, just walking in, you even paying a fine seems, you know, scary. I, I'm you know? showing up at the hospital. Yes. You know, if you don't work there, that is a scary place to try yes. and navigate. Period. Yes. Whether you're sick or not. I know. Uh, and then you see a judge and you're like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or a doctor. Judges, judges still make me nervous. Yes. I know. For years, so. I know. I know. Uh -huh. Well, that's awesome. So there's five. Yeah, so there's five on the KCOJ website. We've got a total of, uh, we've built uh, uh, 10 of them. Okay. And uh, we just don't still have ironing out. full approval, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. from the courts for all of them. So uh, some of those uh, are going to be available on, um, because they're forms that the Access to Justice Commission generated. So they're going to be on kyjustice.org, right. uh, which was relaunched back in March? Yes, of this year. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so they will, and, and then I think that's going to be kind of a constantly evolving thing. You know? Yeah. So long as I have a team. Just like the people, law. I mean, it, the law is always evolving. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are these yeah. forms. In addition to the ones that the, the AOC has created, we do have a, a small number of other forms. We have a motion um, for um, child support that is a fillable form, but it's, right. it's, it's not a guided interview. Um, we have also uh, worked with... No, we actually did have a guided interview on that one. Oh, we did? The motion to modify child support. Oh, yes. oh great. Well, great. It's right here on our computer. Well, well sorry. So it's just not available on the AOC website oh. because it is not on an AOC form. So oh, okay. We're very particular about that. Yes. It's not that people can't walk in and file this in court. It's just not a part of the set of the AOC. AOC. Okay. You know, standardized forms. Yeah. And yes. The, and the, um, the judge at the Families Court judges have also asked us to do a motion to modify parenting time. So which again will be a fillable form, but not a guided interview until we can persuade Scott to take that on as well. You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is that. That's right, that is right. So what types of services uh, does the legal help clinic help with? Uh, well, we offer a variety of services. Uh, we do have uh, attorneys who volunteer their time. So if uh, somebody comes in and they have specific legal questions, you know, if they, uh, maybe they're in foreclosure or maybe it's a bankruptcy, maybe it's um, somebody suing them in small claims court like we mm -hmm. spoke about before. Yeah. Uh, so we have attorneys here who can discuss the legal issues mm -hmm. uh, that they have. Uh, one of the big things we do is, is just help people navigate the process. Right. Uh, that is, uh, they're very complicated waters, uh, and unfortunately, you know, uh, the clerks in the courthouses are, they're kind of in a bad position because they have a very fine line they have to walk, and right. they cannot cross because they cannot get into the unauthorized practice of, of law. law. Yes. Um, so oftentimes, as much as they would like to help you, and they might even know the answer, they're not allowed to give it to you because that would be them engaging in basically criminal activity. Right. So that's that's why they're so careful. But here at the Help Center, because we do have, you know, a group of lawyers, um, we have paralegals that work with us as well, we are a lot more free than those deputy clerks to be able to discuss the procedural parts of the process, right. uh, which is where a lot of people get tripped up anyway. You may have all of the right forms with all the right information put on them, and if you don't know what to do with them, uh, 
they don't do you a whole lot of good. Right. Uh, one of the or other where tools, to go or where to send them next. Or... Yes, exactly. And so, so one of the tools that we actually built into the guided interview. So if you go through a guided interview and you hit the get my forms button, it's going to print out not only your forms, but it's going to print out a general instruction sheet that says, okay, now that you have your forms, here's what your next steps are. Oh, that's wonderful. And it literally walks them through the next steps of the process. Uh, one of the other neat things we were able to do through uh, AOC's Office of Language Access is have that instructional form translated into the five most requested uh, languages. foreign languages uh, that are requested here. That's in amazing. And so at the end of the interview, if, if we've helped somebody get through the interview, you know, maybe they have a good enough grasp of, of the English language to do that, but uh, their, their native language would be easier for them to read these more complicated instructions. Um, we can we can give them the option to print that instruction sheet out in one of six different languages, including English. I had a I had a um, a lady who came in uh, from Iraq a couple weeks ago. Wow! And I, I spent several hours with her, and I noticed that she was taking notes, but she was writing in Arabic. So when we got to the end of her interview, I said, "How would you like this?" And I said, "I got this great instruction sheet for you. It's built right in. How would you like me to have that print out in Arabic for you?" And she said, "Oh yes." <laughs> so we clicked the button and printed out like, in Arabic, and I mean, it was it's really just, cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a way to access the legal system. Again, you know, just tearing down another barrier for yeah, some absolutely. to justice. Like, it's just, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think that's, that's great work, guys. Well, and one of the things that we found is that um, particularly, um, you know, there are communities in Lexington that don't feel comfortable in coming to the courthouse, um, whether it's because of um, mistrust of the system, because of, you know, their um, bad memories. Life. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, or ling you know, English is not their primary right. language. They feel like kind of a stranger in a strange land. We seem to be finding that they are comfortable in coming here. So, you know, it's, we kind of believe that we are giving people who would not otherwise have access to the judicial system for a number of reasons, you know, a place to come where they can, that's neutral, it's not threatening, yeah. um, and we can, you know, oftentimes just answer questions or give them information or explain a, you know, process. Um, that's that's they, not even legal advice, right. it's just legal facts. Right, it's yeah. just it's information. Yeah, it's information. It's yeah. So that has been, that's been a surprise um, as to how the word has gotten out in different communities that, you know, have not even traditionally accessed legal aid. Yeah. So, you know, again, just as just a small piece in, you know, creating a yeah. system of justice and access and I'm, to justice. And I'm sure that, you know, it's still evolving and things, oh, but, sure. you know, how... How wonderful it is for for her for the client that you were talking about and you know well, and it makes them feel included yes it, it makes it, it is it's inclusive. or thought about before yeah, exactly. you know like somebody we thought about this. When yes. We put this together. <laughs> yes and that is I mean that means a lot yeah. to 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 anyone especially a, a legal issue that you're freaked out about I'm sure or you know yeah that's it goes a awesome. long way in building trust within it the does. community. It does. It does. And it makes it seem something that was so inaccessible. Just just one step closer. 
like to be figured out not necessarily that it has to go your way or, or those things like that but just as another step forward instead of being told no <laughs> no <laughs> and, and then I, you know to give credit to the Fayette County family court judges um once we got this up and running um Judge Carl Devine has now actually decided to do a pro se docket where he, you know, where people who are unrepresented, um, usually both parties are unrepresented, rather than making them go through the formal motion dockets, he brings them into court on a certain day and they work their way through, you know, whatever issues are um, unresolved in a particular case. You know, he'll take proof. Um, without an, you know, without attorneys having to be present, so that that is a perfect compliment. Yes, what we're doing here. absolutely. So. We're actually interviewing him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> later oh, this yeah. afternoon we, about we, his. We, we I think he's had that. one. Yes, yeah, one yeah. docket. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and, and that brings up a, a bigger point, Glenda, too, in that this legal help center concept seems to be spawning other. Ideas. Interest and other ideas other ways. in ways that people can provide additional access to self-represented litigants. And, yeah. and I find that to be one of the neatest things that we're doing here. You know, we've pulled in not only the Legal Help Center, but now we've got it uh, hooked up with kyjustice.org. We've got it with kycourts.gov. Um, you know, we've got these great tools for people to create documents. Um, and you know, we've got dockets being tried out in new ways. Yes. Uh, so it, it really is helping to kind of further the entire concept and bring more brain power to the table right. uh, for people to generate. Hey, how, how, what else can we do here? Yeah. You know, what else can we do? How else can I help this? Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, that's some great. And we hope to create like some envy now among other counties, like, oh. We'd well, like a legal help center too. Yeah, we, we How had, are we do that? Um, yeah, that's we what had I several. wanted to ask too. Is uh, is this the only one? This yes, is, the only one. This is the first one. <gasps> put it that way. Oh wow, the first one. <laughs> yes, the first one. Are there plans in other places? Um, yes, we're talking. Um, well, there's the, several initiatives that the commission right, has right. in different ways, right? Like I, I've seen Sylvia yes, talk right, right. about. So there's a church. Yeah, initiative yeah, yeah. and faith yeah faith-based partnership yeah but we we hope to go west into bowling green um but we're trying to figure out who the partners will be there i mean obviously it would be the court but you know yeah. man and i yeah, yeah can't travel to bowling green every week scott can't travel so right we're trying to figure out if we can establish a relationship with the western kentucky university and their legal studies program that somehow you know, they could be instrumental in creating it. Oh, that's like, awesome. Northern Kentucky, um, Kenton and Campbell County, they have a great law library there as well. So, yeah, we, we, we hope to spread this. To spread out, yeah. All, you know, not just in Fayette County. I mean, right. we have had people from, yeah. um, you know, staff in other counties. Uh, Several of Jefferson. the chief deputies from uh, Jefferson County yeah. came over and toured the center, kind of spent the day with us learning how we did what that we would be, do. Yeah. And, uh, they were most excited about the concept, so uh -huh. uh, it's something that uh, the idea, we hope, will spread. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just branching out. Mm -hmm. Well, and, the, and someone asked me the other day, we were, not, we were being interviewed, well, how much did it cost to set up the center? Not much. Right. You know, I mean, the Fayette you got Bar grants. Foundation got a grant for the equipment, you know, We've had to, I don't know, we bought some 
pencils and some paper and got some sticky notes, but the the cost was not prohibitive. Right. Um, and you know, AOC provided us the technology, so it's it's not the physical aspects of right. it. Right. It's the staffing of it. Right. Right. Thank you both for taking time to explain um, this wonderful, wonderful Legal Help Center to me um, and our listenership. Um, we, we, I would also like to do a plug for volunteers. If you want to talk more about that, Glenda. Well, I mean, the, the obviously with the commission being the size that it is and Scott having all the duties he, he has, we rely heavily on volunteers. And so if anyone out there is interested in volunteering, you don't have to be an attorney. Um, attorneys are welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love to hear from you. I think you can find a link yes. with this, you know, podcast to contact us. Um, you know, we're happy to take you once mm -hmm. a month. We're happy to take you once every three months, um, whatever. And, and I will say that the people who have volunteered here find the work rewarding. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, sometimes it's outside their normal wheelhouse, but um, the, you know, the people who come through here are um, so grateful for the help that they get and so appreciative. It, it really is, um, I think, a rewarding experience. Yeah, I think I will. I'll volunteer. Please do. Absolutely. Like, I think that would be fun. Yeah, um, I'll probably do next Thursday, truthfully. Okay. I'll have to look for sure, but yes, put me down. Um, are there any uh, important websites, web addresses that we need to get out to our viewership who may be interested in these services? Uh, yes, kycourts.gov. Yes, sir. Um, kyjustice.gov. Org. And for a full list of the guided interviews that are available in their totality, um, they can go to a2j, a the number 2j.org, and just select Kentucky. And all of our developed guided interviews are located there. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you can always find us at www.fcba.com. Now we are joined by Judge Carl Devine. Judge Devine, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, it's good to be here with you guys today. I'm Carl Devine. I'm a judge of the Fayette Family Court 6th Division. I got appointed in March by Governor Bashir to this position to take the place of Judge Kathy Stein. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, prior to being appointed in March, I was a family law attorney practicing in every area of family law for 25 years here in Lexington. Yeah, I remember. I remember first starting to work for the Bar Association <laughs> going to domestic, um, you know, relations practice sections meetings, and mm -hmm. you were there so many, so many great faces. Yeah, and, and that was the section chair of that yeah. section in 2006, uh, and have been a member, you know, of the Fayette County Bar Association for a long period of time. Well, we love having you. Yes. We love it. Um, so, I hear that you have created a pro se docket, or 
self-represented litigant docket. Um, could you could you tell me a little bit about that? Um, it, talk about why you saw a need for this type of docket. Well, and when I was practicing and before Zoom, frankly, yeah. uh, when you're in court, um, as a practitioner, you see all of these people that don't have an attorney. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, are waiting hours, sometimes in motion hour, to have their case heard. Mm -hmm. And so when I got this appointment, one of the first things that I wanted to do is make sure that we provided better access to those that couldn't afford counsel. Right. And I think there's this misimpression or, or wrong impression about, well, if we set up a separate docket for the pro se litigants that that would somehow impact the private attorney's jobs. Yeah. And I would encourage any private attorney that has that concern to go down to the legal self-help center between the hours of 11 and two Thursdays. every Thursday yeah. and see the type of people that we're trying to help. Mm -hmm. uh, because it is the, the requirement, I believe it's a requirement of, of the practice to give access, equal access to justice. And that's part of what the Legal Help Center is trying to accomplish. Uh, and so them providing this service has been a fantastic service. Yes, uh, absolutely. So when I saw all those people that would be sitting in there for hours and then they would get their case called at the end because attorneys get to go first. Yeah. Um, you know, you have people in there that are paying for an attorney. And so the, the court's very mindful of making sure that those people are are being called first so that they're not on on the clock. Yeah, yeah. And so I would see frequently where those cases would get called and they might be up there two minutes. Mm -hmm. But they've sat in a courtroom for two and a half hours waiting on everybody else to be finished. And so this the, the origin or the thought process of this really came about when I was in private practice. Uh, and so that's one of the first things that I want to do is when I got the appointment and started this job at the end of March, I wanted to try to make sure that we had a separate docket so that we could at least help these people be in front of the court, not have to wait hours in motion hour. Yeah, and meet so, them where they're at and and feel like that they are heard and thought about as a priority. Absolutely. As and, a priority. and that's exactly what's happened. So when I... Uh, got the approval of Chief Judge Bunnell and, and Sheriff Witt made accommodations, thankfully, for us to have a bailiff in there. Uh, we've, we've scheduled it and it's gonna be on the, at least starting out, it's gonna be on the second Monday of every month mm -hmm. and that started on August 8th. So I think the next docket uh, for the Pro Se docket uh, is going to be September 12th. And that's, again, the second Monday of every month from 2.30 to 4. Now, the 4 is not necessarily a hard stop, but I'll just tell you uh, that my first docket went as well as could be expected. We had, I believe, a total of 12 or 13 on that docket. Mm -hmm. The majority of those, I think 10 of those were divorce cases. And in, in those cases, it's primarily they have been separated for a long period of time and they just couldn't get the paperwork finished for whatever reason. Right. And so the pro se docket gives them the ability, as you said, Dana, to be heard. Yeah. So the court brings them up and we swear them in and they get to testify and get their case resolved. 
And so I believe on that first docket, we finalized 10 divorces that day. That's amazing. And people are so thankful because again, it's, as you said, it's making them a priority and yes. they, their ability to be heard yes. and they feel like important as opposed to sitting in a courtroom all day and thinking, well, they're just an afterthought. Yeah. And so every, every, every person that was in the courtroom that day, and it, it's available by Zoom too, so we had several people by Zoom that day. Oh, that's cool. But I every one of them, that. yeah, every one of them to a T were happy when they left. And I think uh, even we had one case on that docket that was a custody and time sharing case. And even those parties started out as not being very friendly to each other. But by the time the court heard them and we really focused, and again, this court's focus is always what's best interest for this child. Right. And in their particular case, when it when they got around to at least knowing that the court was going to make sure that the child was the priority, they both left happy. Right. <laughs> and so right. I think that's the goal of any family court is, you know, you're not always going to have litigants that leave happy, but at least they know that they've been heard and had the right. opportunity to be heard. Yes, absolutely. How, how would um, self-represented litigants or pro se litigants get on this docket okay so when their case is filed if it's assigned to the sixth division which is this division they're going to be given a, a paper from the clerk's office with when they get their filing a copy of their stamp filed return it's going to reflect the docket dates okay. from now through the end of the year mm -hmm. and so if it's in this division they're going to receive a copy of at least knowing when those hearing, when those motion hours are, and they can file a motion anytime they want, as long as it's within the rules of getting on that docket. So for instance, in the pro se docket, and I said earlier that their ne the next pro se docket is Monday, September 12th from 2.30 to 4, they have to file their motion by the, the Monday before that. So okay. they just have to file it seven days in advance and once it's filed and the other party has notice, it's going to be placed on that docket and it'll be heard. Awesome. The 12th, so. And this is only in your division, only in the sixth division. Currently. Currently. But the, there is discussion and has been discussion about the other family court judges possibly uh, replicating this in their divisions. And I think we're just seeing how it goes initially. Right. To see if it's something that Piloting, is feasible, trying it out, that's seeing it, that's how it exactly works for right. you. But if it and if it's as if it's as successful as the first one was, I don't see any doubt that we're going to do it. The other thing is that uh, no no slight on attorneys, but the reality is we went through twelve or thirteen cases in sixty two minutes. Right. So just a little bit over an hour. Whereas typically when you have attorneys, and, and frankly, there are more involved issues on a motion, regular motion hour docket involving counsel. Right. But, but you're never going to typically have a motion hour that, that's, that is that short or right. that brief. So, you know, that's why we've assigned an hour and a half. We think we can, we can really serve a lot of people in this community that are, have for a long time needed, needed their you know, help. Feel underserved or, or intimidated? Absolutely. Like the it's even walking into a courthouse, you know, for someone who doesn't practice law and it, it does, you know, is it's an intimidating thing. Even to pay a fine, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to turn the wrong way, or, you know, it, 
It's just, it could be a very intimidating process. It's important. It's important. Absolutely, and, and I think that that is true, Dana. That's a very good point you brought up is, just for the typical person to get up enough uh, confidence to come into a court because it is something that has been so intimidating. And that's what, uh, since I've been on the bench, that's one thing that I've tried to make sure of is that anybody is before me, this is not a court to punish them or to, to act like right. that we're better than them or anything else. Right. When they come into my courtroom, they're always gonna be greeted with a smile. Right. Every time. And right. I think anybody that's been before me is going to echo that that is exactly what, what happens. Right. And so my job, particularly as a family court judge, is to make them feel like they're valued mm -hmm. and they're going to be heard. Now, it doesn't mean that they're always going to be, they're going to get the result that they may necessarily want. But when they leave, they're going to know that they've been heard they've and they know heard. that they've been handled and not intimidated Right. or dictated to, mm -hmm. but it's going to be something that the court, particularly when they come before me, they're going to they're going to know that I've been mindful about what their situation has been and about, you know, even their background because everybody in this court is is adamant that everything is going to be heard on a case by case basis because I'm not going to pretend that I know or even have any idea what those people that are coming before me have been through to get yeah, here. Absolutely. And I think as long as they know that, then they're gonna feel much more comfortable yes. uh, when, they're, when they're before the court. So, uh, an unrepresented litigant could go to the basement, fill out some paperwork, then they would take the instructions from the legal help clinic, go to the clerk's office, file, and they could end up on your pro se docket. Absolutely. Correct. If, if they want to file a motion to even finalize their divorce. Modify custody. Absolutely. Or, anything. I'm sorry, custody. modify child support. That was yeah. one of the forms that was custody, on there. Custody, time sharing, child support, or most, most people are just wanting to finalize their divorce because they have difficulty in completing the paperwork. Mm -hmm. And so the court doesn't want to elongate that process or make it more frustrating for them. Right. Uh, we're, again, the family court is supposed to be here to help. Yeah. And so if they, as you said, it takes a lot of confidence to get in the court yes. and, and to you know even be willing to file the papers. But then if we make it so cumbersome and so difficult for them, then we're really not doing what our job is. And that is to help families. Right. And, and if they have, you know, done what they can to at least file a motion, then they're going to be heard. And, and in a divorce sense, um, you know, the parties are supposed to have completed a, you know, all of these documents, all of these written documents so that the divorce can be finalized. But sometimes they run into, people run into roadblocks on whether the other person will sign them or whether they can even find the other person. Yeah. And yeah. so in those situations, the court's going to have them come in we're going to sit down, we're going to swear them in, and we'll take testimony. If we can finalize it, that's what we're going to do. And if they can't, the other thing about the pro se docket is, again, the court can't give them legal advice, but we can certainly help them try to get them connected to where they need to Re go. Yeah, where they can get help. 
Absolutely. Where they can and I think navigate that's the great thing. procedurally and, and right. The, yeah. And I and I think that's the great thing about the the self help the legal self help center that's in the basement of, of this courthouse. It's the great thing about, uh, in particular, my law clerk Nabil Jawahir. He is so helpful and he's invaluable to, yeah. to me as a judge. But he, I know that before we started this docket, he spent a lot of time communicating and trying to help people through this process. So I think even before they got to you, even before they got to me. That's and great. so having this pro se docket, it allows him then and, and us as a court to interact with people that may be encountering a difficult situation because they are not attorneys. They don't know necessarily how to, to complete all of the process and procedure that, you know, as an attorney, as a practitioner, when, when I was a practitioner, that we just take for granted. Yeah. And it's not, it, it's difficult, as you said. Yes, it's, 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 it can be a scary thing. You know, but all, all new situations like that c can be scary. Like, it's scary to go buy a new car. It's scary to do those things. But really giving access to justice um, for individuals, I think, is so valuable with, with the public that you guys serve. I mean, it's... Well, and I think that's what gets lost sometimes is, you know, people, I believe, have a wrong impression of what a judge is supposed yeah. to do. But we're supposed to serve. Yeah. Okay? We're, we're public servants. Service. And so that's why it's so important to me in this position to make sure that the people understand, like, I'm elected by them. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to serve them, and that's yeah. what I'm going to do, uh, and I'm going to work every day to make sure I'm doing that. And I think I would invite anybody that, whether it's a practitioner or whether it's another judge that may be interested in learning more about this, uh, to come and just observe the docket. Because mm -hmm. I think it would give them the ability to then appreciate, okay, this is going to be a good thing. Not only for the court. I think it clears up a lot of people off of the court's docket. But it's a good thing for the court, but also the, the people that are coming before it. Because again, as we've said several times, it gives them the ability to be heard and get their case processed yeah. and finalized. Yeah. And get it done. Like, you know, we've gotten calls on the lawyer referral service of, I've been married for 15 years and we just, I hate him. <laughs> but I, we can't divorce. Right. You know, and, and now... Now you can. Right. Well, I think, <laughs> again, like nine or ten of the cases we had on Monday, this past Monday, were, were cases where the people had been separated for, you know, between five and I think I had one that they've been separated 20 years. <laughs> and they just hadn't been able to get this paperwork done. And they were both in agreement. <laughs> They just couldn't get the paperwork They haven't been done. together for 20 years. They don't have stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly right. You know, and I had one couple, one was on by Zoom. So the guy was in Norwalk. It was, I think, maybe here in Lexington. But the, the, the wife had already moved and was in Colorado. Yeah. And so, you know, we're still able to help them even because of the, the Zoom capability. Right. But they were both in agreement. They just couldn't get the paperwork done. And so they were both so relieved and thankful that they had the opportunity to do that. And again, they're not having to wait hours upon hours right. to get that done. Right. Or, and no one's waiting on them, too. Like, you know, you talked earlier about how the attorneys 
go first because the judges are cognizant of of their billable hour um, so they're not adding to someone else's bill and they're getting they're getting the full attention absolutely in this in this situation this is great this is great thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today on um, your pro se docket uh, such a plethora of information thank you for having the docket well, I appreciate it and I appreciate what you guys do and appreciate you guys publicizing it and getting that the information out there uh, because again it's like we talked about we the goal is to make sure everybody has a, an equal access right to the court system right. so thank you guys you're so welcome thanks judge thank you for listening to the logic podcast if you ever need an attorney in the Central Kentucky area for any legal matter, please call the Central Kentucky Lawyer Referral Service at 859-225-8644 between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Or you may go online to our website, www.fcba.com, click on the Central Kentucky Lawyer Referral Service tab at the top, and make an online request any time of day. The Central Kentucky Lawyer Referral Service is a public service of the Fayette County Bar Association.